This is Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37 from the Common English Bible. A legal expert stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to gain eternal life? Jesus replied, what is written in the law? How do you interpret it? He responded, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But the legal expert wanted to prove that he was right. So he said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He encountered thieves who stripped him naked, beat him up, and left him near death. Now it just so happened that a priest was also going down the same road. When he saw the injured man, he crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. Likewise, a Levite came by that spot, saw the injured man, and crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. A Samaritan who was on a journey came to where the man was, but when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. The Samaritan went to him and bandaged his wounds, tending them with oil and wine. Then he placed the wounded man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took two full days' worth of wages and gave them to the innkeeper. He said, take care of him, and when I return, I will pay you back for any additional costs. What do you think? Which one of these three was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves? Then the legal expert said, the one who demonstrated mercy toward him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So when I was in El Salvador, we went to the University of Central America, UCA, where six Jesuit priests were murdered. And while we were there, we toured this museum and saw that there was this solidarity artifact. Um, in case you can't clearly see it on the screen, it is an image of the earth split in two, held in two hands. What does this mean? What does this remind us of? What do you see? We may see this world broken and representing vast needs. But because we may not see the people directly, or they aren't directly related to us, we brush it off like it's nothing. Not our problem to worry about, which reminds me of something that Mr. Rogers once said, we live in a world in which we need to share responsibility. It's easy to say, it's not my child, not my community, not my world, not my problem. Then there are those who see the need and respond. I consider those people to be my hero. Through the parable of the Good Samaritan, we can understand that it was hard for people in biblical times to see the need and respond. 
It is particularly clear in the way in which the lawyer tries to stump Jesus in asking, and who is my neighbor? Our neighbor and concern is for so much more than just the person sitting next to us. Jesus was seeking to expand the concept of neighbor to include non-Jews or the other or the one who was perceived as different from me. While Jews looked at the practice of neighbor in legal terms, Jesus describes a neighbor as anyone whom you come into contact with. Anyone who crosses your path is a neighbor. This expansion of the definition led to the breaking down of Jewish barriers that had been constructed around the traditional interpretation of cleanness and uncleanness. Jesus started a movement to break down walls and connect people with one another on a relational basis and with a sense of caring and responsibility toward one another. So, this past week in Sunday school, I asked the senior high class how they would define love, since at that point, Valentine's Day was about a week away. And you would not believe the looks that I got. <laughs> One or two of them definitely rolled their eyes at me as they complained how hard it is to define love. They were definitely not loving me in this moment. But the definitions that they came up with were really rather profound. One of the students, and I'm not going to name any names, told me that when they think of love, they think of puppies. And my face must have displayed a level of disapproval because the student continued to look at me and say, no, really, like, I'm being serious. And so we unpacked what that meant. The student said, a puppy runs to greet you every time you come home, as if they're seeing you for the first time. Puppy love is excitement and joy. A puppy doesn't hold on to grudges or keep a record of complaints against you. Puppy love is loyalty and trust. A puppy will keep showing up time and time again and love you despite all other reasons or motives not to. Puppy love never fails. This type of love that a puppy has is agape love, selfless love. It's the love that God wants us to have. It's not just an emotion, but a conscious act, a deliberate decision on our part to put others ahead of ourselves. I want us to look at the parable again from the point of view of the priest or the Levite who saw the man and avoided him and just kept walking. They literally said, it's not my problem. But let's put this into our modern context. Envision that instead of the man on the side of the road bleeding, it's a homeless person holding a sign or sitting on a street corner asking for food or money. We can clearly see the need, 
but yet we choose to cross the street before we ever even get there, or we walk with our heads down, or we avoid eye contact because these are the leeches in society. Or we have nothing to give, or we have our own problems to worry about. It isn't us, or our friend, or our family member, or our community, so it's not our problem. The list of excuses could go on and on. Now, let's take a minute and switch views. Let's refocus our attention to the Good Samaritan, the person who stops, gives a couple dollars, maybe some food, and or just has a conversation with the person. What motivates this person to stop? Are they truly that naive to enable this person? Or maybe they have a hero complex. It's all about them and their appearance to society. It would be easy enough to write off the Good Samaritan as wanting to look good and feel good about themselves. But I want to push us to take on a new perspective. The Good Samaritan, to show agape love, has to go further. He brought the man to the inn, he paid for the room, he did everything in his power to take care of this man, to help. What if we created puppy love for our neighbor by doing more than providing a plate of food or a couple dollars, because these things, they just don't change anything. The person is still homeless. This would be like if the Good Samaritan stopped at the bandages and didn't move with compassion, as Ron read. To love unconditionally, to have puppy love, would mean to not just help one ailment, but to help multiple ailments. So an agape relationship would look so self-giving that you go the extra mile, like the Good Samaritan, to ensure that our neighbors are cared for and know they are loved. To have puppy love, we cannot be discouraged by the brokenness of the world. All things break, but all things can be mended. Not with time, as we often say, but with intention, so go, love intentionally, extravagantly, unconditionally. Love knowing that this agape love is the kind of love that God has for you. Like the puppy, God greets us with open arms as if God is greeting us for the very first time. God doesn't care if you believe some of the time, all of the time, or are just unsure. In fact, it is in spite of all of our shortcomings that God loves us. This agape love is selfless, sacrificial, unconditional love. Agape love, selfless love, puppy love, cares for others. Agape love, puppy love, is for the hopeful and the hopeless. Agape love, puppy love, is for the young, the old, and everyone in between, for the single person, 
the divorced person, and the married person. Agape love, puppy love, is for the citizen, the immigrant, and the refugee. Agape love, puppy love, is for those of any sexual orientation and gender identity, those of any race and culture. Agape love, puppy love, is for those of any income level and class. Agape love, puppy love, is for those of all abilities, for the powerful and the powerless. So love as a puppy loves, and know that you are loved. Amen.